Hi again, this is Brad, and this is not my blog. Come on, keep up. We're moving pretty fast these days, and even though there's a lot of ice on the trails as I record this, it's time to lace up and join me for a running episode. A lot of people run, but for a lot more people, the very idea of running makes them pull the covers over their head and crawl back into bed while my friends and I are tearing up the trails. But I'm here to tell you that in the middle of my life, in the middle of a career overhaul, in the middle of winter, and in the middle of building a creative practice of writing and art and now talking into a microphone, there's always been one constant in my life. The one steady beacon of emotional sanity. The one routine that has taught me more about myself and given me more metaphors and analogies about perseverance, hope, grit, and coping with struggle than nearly any other thing I do in my life. And that thing is running. Let me take you out on a local trail and show you something. I'm out in the field again, recording as I'm out on a walk. I'm improving my equipment every time I get out. This is great. It's great that I can have the opportunity to be out of the house, not sitting at a desk, talking to you. Because I love the trails. I love being outside. I love being outdoors. Even if it's not in the middle of nature, even if it's just an asphalt strip, down the middle of a suburban neighborhood. I love it. To the left of me are a bunch of houses. To the right of me are a bunch of trees. A magpie is looking at me, squawking at me as I walk by its nest. It's amazing. These are my trails. I don't own them per se, obviously not. They're public paths in the city in which I live. But part of me feels like I have gone up and down these paths enough that there's a piece of me stuck here. If you could go back and trace and overlap and overlay every minute of every day for the last decade, you'd see a blur that was me-shaped up and down these paths for the number of times that I've gone down them. Except this one, this one that I'm on right now. It's new. About six months ago, the and I knew this was going to happen because I'd seen the city plans. About six months ago, a uh, a bobcat appeared, and it ripped down a stretch of grass and gravel and drove across a ditch and kind of plowed its way through some some old trees along the side of an old road out in the middle of nowhere 
at the edge of a subdivision. And what they were doing was laying the initial foundation for what would be a new asphalt path that essentially leads from a corner right by my house and connecting into the trail system that has been my faithful outdoor adventure pal for the better part of 20 years. So this path over the following two to three months got cleared of trees and undergrowth and then it got cleared of rocks and it got smoothed down into a path and then they laid down some gravel and then they laid down some other base layers and then one day they showed up with a little trail making machine an asphalt trail thing about eight feet wide and it laid down a strip of eight inch thick asphalt and suddenly there was a trail there and my access to the trails just vastly improved in a matter of a couple of days. I tell you all this because I'm out here walking down this trail, which is fairly solitary because not many, too many people know about it yet, just a handful of people who live in the neighborhood, and it doesn't really connect anything. People tend to follow paths, not because they're there, but because they're going somewhere. And so until this path genuinely connects to something besides just one neighborhood to another trail system, I think it'll be a pretty lonely place. That said, I know about it. And I've been running on it. And I've been walking on it a lot. I take the dog down here. It's, it's great. It's really great. But this week, I'm talking about running. Because for the better part of 16 years, even more than 16 years, a little over 16 years, I have been a runner. And this has been an interesting week for running. Um, there was some sad news about the uh, young man who set the world record for the marathon last fall. He was at the Chicago Marathon on the course at the same time I was on the course. For a few months, that was kind of a, a running claim to fame. I had run the Chicago Marathon and was on the course when the current, as of this recording, world record had been set. Two hours and 35 seconds. And uh, we learned this past weekend that the young man who set that, 24 years old, was driving through his home country of Kenya and he crashed his car and he and the coach did not survive. So that's sad. It's very sad. And so it made me think about running and it made me think about running community and it made me think about all the things that have been enabled not just by these trails that I get to run and walk up and down but by all the people and just the space that we leave in our lives, in our days to be outside, 
to leave the house, to put running shoes on, to go out onto the paths into the cold of the winter or the heat of the summer, across the ice or the gravel, through the rain, through the wind, which you can probably hear, and through the microphone right now because it's, as much as I'm trying to hide in the trees and the trail, it still gusts through the gaps because it's the middle of February as I record this. All I know is that multiple times a week, I put shoes on, I put my running gear on, I hit the go button on my watch, and I follow paths just like this one. And running has led me some amazing places, allowed me to meet some interesting people, allowed me to run if not beside, then far behind and on the same race course as people who set world records. And there's a, there's a metaphor in that. Speaking of trails, have you ever seen those folks who post what's called geo art or gps art we runners most of us anyways have got pretty used to running with technology these days and this means that most every runner you see has a little smart watch strapped to their arm that watch is tracking position and speed data and for a runner telling us our pace and our distance as we're running and then we get home and upload it onto one of a dozen different apps like garmin connect or strava and what we see is a little personal map that tells us where we ran. If you're, um, let's call it normal, then your map is just some streets in your neighborhood or a squiggle through the trail system. If you're a little bit creative and artistic, then you've just discovered the universe's coolest etch-a-sketch. Um, insert trademark brackets here. People have posted thousands of GPS tracks that spell words or draw simple pictures or... Well, let's keep this a family podcast, shall we? Art and technology and sport combine. I've taken a slightly different tactic this year, and rather than paint a few lines through my neighborhood, I'm going to try and paint all the lines through my neighborhood. I call it the gauntlet. The gauntlet. I made this all up, of course. See, just last year, while trying to A, stay close to home while running with a knee injury, but also B, needing more variety than just running countless laps around the park, I noticed that instead I could twist and loop and dash and weave through the various streets of our local suburban neighborhood. See, we're not on a grid system. Unlike the inner neighborhoods of my city and like many other cities I visited, the outlying suburbs follow what seems to be a golden rule of modern city planners. Avoid straight roads. Basically, this means that every street near me is a fractal-like maze of loops and arcs and cul-de-sacs and gently twisting streets lined with nice little homes. It is probably because of this fact that I've plotted the most direct routes in, out, and through many nearby neighborhoods, avoiding dead ends or long lollygagging paths, 
And this has been doubly true while running. And in fact, it is certainly the case that one would pretty much need to go out of one's way to get to many of those streets, dead ends that they are. That said, those side streets and dead-end roads account for a lot of asphalt in my neighborhood. For context, imagine my neighborhood as a kind of pork-chop-shaped maze. From end to end, one main street runs through it and connects the perimeter roads linking us to other neighborhoods. That road is a little longer than one kilometer in total. I run this stretch of road frequently. I run the full length, lapping through and back, or just run part of it one way to escape into the trails to the north, or just run the other way to escape into the trails to the east. Generally, I avoid the maze of streets diverting away from the main thoroughfare. Yet, having just once attempted to run every single road-adjacent public sidewalk in my same neighborhood, I was able to track nearly 15 total kilometers, all told, and all of that without leaving the boundaries of those two perimeter roads. That is to say, top to bottom, the neighborhood is only about one kilometer long, but take all those roads and put them end to end and you have over a third of a marathon. The maze is 15 times the size of one span through it. Which got me thinking, what if I made an effort to visit every street, but more than just locally? What if I tried to run on every street, even past those perimeter roads and beyond my own neighborhood? What if I tried to run on every street in the whole quadrant of my city? What if I took the southwest section of the city, framed by the river to the north and to the west, creek to the east, and freeway to the south, and with that defined, ran it all? What if I ran every public street-adjacent sidewalk and tracked everything, everywhere, in just one year? What would that look like? How would I do that? So, thus begins the 2024 gauntlet. Thanks to Strava's heat map feature, I can keep track of my annual metrics geographically, plotted on a map showing me a glowing orange line for every tracked run, this is overlaid upon a simple map of every city street. Trying to get those two to match as closely as possible is my mission for this year. Hundreds of kilometers and thousands of twists, turns, and weaves. It's a challenge. It's geo-art. It's a little kooky. And best of all, it motivates me to get out there and explore. All this time on the streets and trails is great, but there's probably one of those metaphors slash life lessons buried in here that I should mention. Remember that part? Remember I told you that running has taught me a lot of little life lessons? Well, here's the thing. Training is great, but sometimes you got to put it on the line and see how it all stacks up. It's like this darn novel I've been writing. I can throw words against the screen for months, but after a while I need to let somebody read it. I gotta see how it all stacks up. In writing, that's a tough thing to do. But in running... Well, we try to make it easier by going to races and getting cool t-shirts and comparing our times to each other. I've run a lot of races. Fair guess. Um, probably over a hundred? Have I won? <laughs> never. Never. I've never won. But that's not the point. The point is that I keep getting a little bit better. Keep learning how to be better next time. And then when I finish the race, I go right back to training. Like I said, I think there's a pretty good metaphor in that for being a creative guy. 
write, share, write some more, repeat until you run out of path, which is hopefully never. One of the more casual races I've run, and probably one of the most community-driven tests of all that training, kind of like a writing club but with sneakers on a Saturday morning, is called Park Run. I've only been a few times. My friends go quite often. But I was there recently. So what brings yeah. you to Edmonton? Just holding, just traveling around. Why Edmonton? Why Edmonton in, at the beginning of February? Because <laughs> it's on the way to Jasper, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> I just like seeing new places anyway. So. Yeah. So do you do park runs wherever you can? How many different events have you done? Uh, about 70. Seven zero? Wow. I think I'm up to four. Because uh, <laughs> it's such a long way to get to the, the next one. Just one for me. Yeah, exactly. It's the little top I think we have marshals at the important corners today. Someone's gone down on three, and we'll have to see There is someone at three. Someone at three. And I think it's just a sign on the floor. He took a, a sign. Holy cow, it must be cold. Bill is all dressed up. Yeah, blow my little saddle. Good morning. Gonna, you can drop that off when yeah, you go past the yeah. finish area. I'm going to be regretting this. But <laughs> oh, jeez. You're brave. <laughs> That's stupid. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Good morning. <coughs> I think I've seen the guy though. Yeah, yeah, it's the dog that don't recognize. Token back. 
56 is still missing. If you have it, we will let you have amnesty. Just we want it to come home. <laughs> Beautiful. And on the course, we have Nadine marshalling, and we have Clayton with his little big dog, Ovi, on corner three. As you can see, trail conditions similar to last week, bit icy, bit snowy, so do watch your footing. And just to repeat it, if you have a little person under 11, they are welcome. They have to stay near you at all times. If you have a dog, it must be on a handheld shorter leash, no waist harnesses, unfortunately. And afterwards, we will be heading to Blend's Coffee. If you care to join us for coffee afterwards, come chat to me, I'll tell you the address, all the fun stuff we can get you there. Any questions, comments, concerns? No. All right. and running so there you have it do you think you can keep up hey seriously I'm, I'm i'm sure you can now this wasn't my first time stringing all the bits of trail together into something to post online and it probably won't be my last i spend a heck of a lot of time out on those trails and i'm sure i'll have something else to say about running on this podcast in more than one future episode like what's a good analogy for hill training or route planning or Let's have a nice long conversation over a post-run coffee while we talk about dealing with all those aches and pains that slow you down. Do you want to run with us? Well, that's a whole other question. But if you have something to say about it, why not send me an audio clip? This is not my blog, and though it might not be my Strava account either, that doesn't mean we can't give each other some kudos, and maybe a big wave when we pass out there on the trails. Asphalt, gravel, or digital highway, wherever we happen to be. So check out the show notes for more information on how to reach me. And like always, thanks for listening.